Welcome to Revive Family, Parenting in the 21st Century with researcher, author, lecturer, counselor, and coach, Jeff Schott. Jeff has written Influential Parenting, a comprehensive program designed to help parents become important influencers in guiding their kids to success. He also wrote the book, Going, Going, Gone, about kids departing the faith they were raised in. Learn more about the program and the book at revivefamily.com. Welcome to Revive Families, Parenting in the 21st Century. I'm Jeff Schott, the founder of Revive Family, the author of Going, Going, Gone, and the series Influential Parenting, which is all about how do we as parents grab more influence in our kids' lives than their friends, the schools, the world. Today, we're going to be talking about a really important topic, Christmas, the season that should be filled with love and joy and peace, patience, kindness, and compassion. Yet I know for so many of us, and for me, for a season in my life, that we find it hard to enjoy the holidays. We desire to be able to care for others, but for some of us, that seems difficult, maybe even impossible. Some may wonder, will I ever enjoy the holidays again? I lived in this place for many years. Happiness, contentment, joy, care, and compassion for others, and even within my family, was elusive. It was here one minute and gone the next, and it seemed like I was always falling short as a parent. That's not a great place to live a place where we're feeling like we can't be happy, we can't be joyful, we can't be content. And so we're going to dive into this dilemma today, and we're going to look beyond the world's answers for restoring our happiness and look at some spiritual answers that restored my heart, brought peace and joy back into my life, and made it far easier to be the parent that I truly desired to be. Whether you believe in God or having many doubts or have decided God does not even exist, allow me to share my spiritual journey to healing with you because I think it will be a source of encouragement and it may open up some new thoughts, some new avenues to pursue to bring joy, peace, contentment, happiness back into your life, even in the midst of this holiday season. As I was struggling and unable to really recover the joy of Christmas, I remember Christmases where I would go in with all the right intent, hoping to have that meaningful time, a time that I felt positive, happy, content, and where that joy would spill over into my family and my kids. In so many years, I found myself still feeling that pull inside, that that almost darkness, that downness, that almost mild depression type feeling within, even in the midst of what's supposed to be this amazing family time called Christmas. And during that time, I found this passage, and it says this, I did not say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you, but now I'm going to him who sent me. And none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your hearts. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Why did that stick out to me? What challenged me and caused me to look deeper in my own life? 
from this passage? Well, there's two things. First, that sorrow and loss, the pain that we often stuff and keep within, causes people to focus on the wrong things. We see that in this passage because it says, but now I am going to him who sent me, and none of you ask me, where are you going? They're so filled with sorrow that Jesus is going to be leaving their lives, will not be with them and leading them any longer, that they don't even ask him where they're going and why he's leaving. And those answers would have brought great uh, understanding and comfort to their hearts, but they couldn't even ask it. And I found myself in this place, having struggled, having seen massive failures in my life, having seen um, my family torn apart, I was hurt, and I had stuffed all of that deep within my soul, deep within my heart, and it was causing me to focus on the wrong things, like in this passage. The second piece of this is that I've discovered that, you know, we celebrate Christmas. It's one of the biggest holidays of the year. And for people who believe in the Bible, they celebrate Easter high on the list. Yet we don't have a day where we celebrate the coming of the Helper. And might I suggest that this is the best Christmas gift of all. According to Jesus' teachings, the Helper was to do more to help us in life than forgiveness alone could accomplish, than his act on the cross could accomplish. And after losing my dad to a dark place in his life, and losing a company and millions of dollars of other people's money, and almost my marriage, I found myself shattered inside. But I managed to keep moving forwards. I stuffed the hurt, and I put on an act, and I took the self-doubt and pain and just stuffed it deep within. This allowed me to push forwards by being strong and shutting down many of my emotions. I lived in my mind. I pushed forwards. I did what needed to be done, but I lost myself in the process. My confidence, my joy, my happiness. Honestly, a large portion of my feelings disappeared because a guard unconsciously went up around my heart. It went up to keep me from being hurt again, but all that did was lead, frankly, to more hurt in my life. Surely, I could still feel pain and get angry because those emotions seemed to always stick with us, but something had overwhelmed me, and it caused everything else to vanish without me truly really even being aware of it. And when I'm working with coaching clients around the country. It's amazing how many adults, parents I'm talking to who have grown numb. They feel pain and they get angry, but the whole rainbow of other emotions are missing. And just in talking with a mom yesterday, she said, you know, I've never really been able to connect with people. I've been in this Bible study with a group of women for years And I can't really connect. I can't share from my own heart. I can't um, open up. And as a result, I don't build the deep connections with people that I want to build. And she's feeling deeply alone because of it. What had happened for me that led me to this place is all of a sudden my can crushed. My confidence was gone. 
And the pain that I stuffed had built up to such a great degree, I couldn't take any more. And a self-protection mindset took over that refused to take responsibility or risks because subconsciously I was trying to avoid any possibility of feeling like such a complete failure again. And so I couldn't take other people's constructive criticism. It was just too painful. So I was defensive. I was guarded. Happiness became elusive. Care for others vanished and self-protection ran my life without me really being aware of it. Did I still seek to help people? Yes, because at times I was even serving in ministry positions in this state. But did it bring lasting joy or contentment when I helped people? No. What amazes me about the passage we talked about is that the sorrow and pain the disciples were encountering because the Good Shepherd was leaving their lives would not allow them to focus on the right things. In fact, it focused them on themselves, their pain and their hurt. And as a result, they couldn't ask those important questions of why he was leaving, where was he going, because those things would have been an encouragement to them. None of them asked those obvious questions. And in my journey, I found that stuffing my feelings and pain over years and the hurt and anger that resulted within me really caused me to focus on all the wrong things. I didn't allow myself to encounter the pain, the feelings of betrayal, the sense of failure, and it led to my heart being heavy, filled with disillusionment, disbelief, and pain. It weighed me down and took the joy out of life. And even though I was unconsciously seeking to protect myself, it created greater areas of sensitivity within that my family could trigger that would lead to harsh words, harsh responses, sometimes anger that was misplaced and damaging those around me. Once the threshold of all the harsh and hard and painful feelings I had stuffed in my heart reached a certain point, it began to spill out of me. It spilled out at inopportune times where I went in praying and actually saying, I'm not going to allow these painful things to spill out of me in this meeting. And they did anyways. And it led to such a strong frustration within myself because I was doing so many of the things people told me to do that were supposed to help me feel better. And they didn't. Because they were mind answers. They were the world's answers. And obviously, we can go distract ourselves with many different things to keep ourselves from turning and dealing with the heaviness within our hearts. But it doesn't lead to us being the people we desire to be, that we were created to be. And that's where this whole thought process of the helper comes in. It's clear that there needs to be a spiritual answer to the things that weigh us down deep within. My mind couldn't overcome it. Coping mechanisms couldn't beat it. I had to turn and deal with what was going on inside. And this is where the helper comes in. Jesus, whom we celebrate the birth of at Christmas, made it really clear that it was to our advantage if he left and the helper came in his place. This is why I believe the helper is the best Christmas present of all. And when we come back in a few minutes, we're going to talk more about the helper and how he brings healing to our hearts, to that heaviness, 
to all those stuffed hurts and pains that we haven't dealt with throughout our life, starting way back when we were kids because our parents wouldn't allow us to be in a bad mood, to cry, to be angry at them, which prevented us from being able to let things out as God designed it in grieving. And so we learned to stuff. And over our life, we've gathered more and more and more to the point where our joy, our happiness, our ability to have compassion for others can disappear because we've slipped into a self-protection mode. Families have issues. There are times when stress levels intensify. You don't know where to turn for help. You want relief, but old parenting techniques aren't working. Where do you find answers? Where can you find relief? You're desperate for new ideas and new insights. Start by visiting revivefamily.com. That's where you'll find resources developed by researcher, counselor, and parenting coach Jeff Schott. Some families struggle with a lack of communication, defiant behavior, and anger issues. The list goes on with bullying, seeming lack of motivation, and withdrawal. Any of those sound familiar? All produce stress and all our family challenges that do have answers. Visit revivefamily.com to find audio CDs, DVDs, and Jeff's book, Influential Parenting. Revivefamily.com is where you'll find relief from the stresses of parenting. Visit revivefamily.com on your way to becoming a wiser, better parent. If you're intrigued by the content in this radio program, I want to encourage you to visit revivefamily.com and sign up for our free webinar. If you desire to have the type of influence in your kids' lives that will have them asking you for advice, please explore our research and the key concepts behind influential parenting. It's available now online. You can sign up for free today and begin watching by going to revivefamily.com forward slash webinar. That's revivefamily.com forward slash webinar. Welcome back to Revive Families Parenting in the 21st Century. I'm Jeff Schott, the founder of Revive Family, and we're talking about the heaviness that can confront us around Christmas, a time where there should be joy, peace, patience, kindness, compassion, love, contentment, all of these things, and yet for so many, it's a hard season. And it was that way for me, and we talked much about my story in the previous segment. In this segment, we're talking about the helper and the many roles he plays in our lives. The helper is the Holy Spirit, and he plays many roles in our lives. And when I'm out speaking with parents, I often get parents coming up saying, how do you know the voice of the Spirit? Or... I've sensed that still quiet voice, but I didn't know who it was. Maybe you've sensed that still quiet voice in your chest telling you to do something or not to do something, and you've blown past it. Or maybe your heart's been so numb that listening to, hearing from, and seeking guidance and help from the Spirit has been difficult. And this is why it's so important for us to acknowledge that the Helper came. Because I believe the Helper is the best Christmas present of all, given my journey. Some of the key roles that the Helper or Holy Spirit plays in our lives is that He gives us the power to change. He reminds us of everything we've been taught. 
He can restore memories that have been lost from our childhood. And most important, he circumcises the heart. We find that in Romans 3. Now, circumcision, if you've ever had a son and actually witnessed the process of circumcision, even though they do a little numbing, it's still an incredibly painful process. And I've found this to be true, not only in my life, but in the lives of those people I've been coaching, who've been seeking to turn and lighten the load that's built up in their hearts. And so the Holy Spirit circumcises the heart, which means it's going to be incredibly painful. Something that we tend to avoid in our culture today and have for a long, long time. And I would argue this is the reason we find ourselves in this position of heaviness, where joy, peace, contentment, happiness, compassion, and care for others has vanished from our lives. It's vanished because we've just done too much stuffing of our feelings, especially those things that have hurt us and dis caused disillusionment in our lives. And so turning and facing the pain with the Holy Spirit, opening one's heart that may have been closed since childhood or for many years is a really difficult thing to do. It takes time away from the daily schedule. It takes concerted prayer to seeking God to allow that guard that has built up over time to come down. And it takes bravery and uh, boldness to be willing to say, I'm going to go through that pain. I'm not just going to touch it and have a few tears, but I'm going to dive in and work my way through the pain and allow that Holy Spirit to come into my heart and circumcise those wounds, those things that hurt us, those tragedies that we've stuffed, that we haven't grieved, that we haven't allowed to come out in a healthy way. Oftentimes, this means looking way back into our past and realizing that we didn't grieve, we didn't let out some things that happened to us way back when we were young, and that our hearts began to actually check out on us way back then. And it's been having significant impacts in our lives ever since. That was the case in my life. There were things, um, being an introvert and moving three times in five years across country and losing friends, um, being dyslexic in a day that they didn't even understand dyslexia and the challenges that created in school. There were many things that I never discussed with my family. I never allowed the pain and the frustration, the disillusionment, the loss of confidence to flow out of me. I stuffed it and just kept moving forwards. And it led to that time in my life where everything crashed and I seemed to lose myself entirely. And so how did that begin to take shape in my life? It took shape by seeing a counselor that told me my heart was shut down. Unfortunately, she passed away in the office with another client shortly after that. And I had to begin to look to the helper. I had to sit quietly and often hike up the hill behind my mom's house and sit on the top of the hill 
and begin to allow the pain, the anger, the frustration that had built up inside to come out in really hard talks with God. But it began to lighten the load. And for those I've been helping and guiding up to their points of pain and getting them ready to go through that pain for when the helper comes along and begins that circumcision, what they've encountered has been significant periods of grieving, of allowing pain to flow out in tears and then moving on through the disillusionment and into that frustration and anger phase. And what they're finding is they end up so much lighter. They end up seeing everything differently. They read the Bible differently because all of a sudden their heart's awake and alive and they're able to see the emotional side as opposed to just the factual or theological side of everything that's going on in the Bible. And so my encouragement to you as Christmas approaches, I know we often take time off in the week between Christmas and New Year's. Maybe that's a time to slip away. We know that the Good Shepherd slipped away often, and I think what we see him doing in the garden is grieving the coming pain of the separation from the disciples he loved dearly, the coming abuse of the crown of thorns on his head, and all the flogging and everything else he went through. Um, Also, that sense of disillusionment and leaving the planet a place that he had resided and come to be followed by thousands and thousands of people. I believe in the garden when he sweat blood because he was crying so hard, he was grieving because he knew what was coming. For us, we need to grieve after things happen, and we don't do that. And oftentimes when we've put a protection guard up around ourselves and our heart is guarded, it's impossible to grieve. And that's where this circumcision of the Holy Spirit upon our heart is so essential. So this Christmas, give yourself the best present of all. Slip away between Christmas and New Year's. Take a day or two to yourself. Rotate out parents. And go after letting down the guard on your heart. Allow the Spirit to come in and begin to remove those things that are holding you back from encountering the joy, the peace, the contentment, and being the parent you want to be. Allow the helper to play the role in your life that Jesus said, it's an advantage if I leave and the helper comes, because he's going to guide you. He's going to heal your hearts. He's going to help you change. He's going to remind you of everything you've been taught. He's going to be part and give you the power to change in your life. The helper is the best Christmas present of all. Is it fun? No. Is it easy? No. Is it incredibly painful? Yes. But it will bring color back to your life. It'll bring a new perspective of your spouse and your kids. You'll find yourself communicating differently with kindness and compassion where frustration and anger may have been the norm. The circumcision of the heart is essential to be the people we desire to be, to be the people, frankly, we were created to be because we were born perfect exactly as God designed us to be created 
with our gifts and talents and abilities. And then along came life and then started get, getting put in our can. And frankly, our parents weren't trained and um, we weren't allowed to do the grieving in our lives to take the dents out of the can. So dents piled in on dents upon dents until our can was crushed in the middle. And then it doesn't take much pressure to crush us completely and lose our confidence and lose ourselves like I did. So, yes, we're celebrating Christmas, Jesus' birth. But more important than that is the day he left and the helper came because that is the helper that resides with us today that can help us heal and help us become the people we want to be. Thank you for joining me for Revive Families Parenting in the 21st Century. Changing our hearts is vital to being the amazing parents we want to be. And we hope that this has given you a little window into the process that God took me through to restore my heart. If you'd like to talk with me, please come to our site, go to contact us and reach out or email me at jeff at revivefamily.com. I'd love to be able to answer your questions and give you guidance so that you could encounter the freedom, the lightness, the joy in your heart that maybe has been missing for years. Have a great week and a blessed Christmas. That's it for this edition of Revive Family Parenting in the 21st Century with Jeff Schott. We'll return soon with another program designed to help you become a wiser, more effective, more influential parent. Jeff's website is revivefamily.com. Parenting in the 21st Century is produced in association with Faith Radio. Jeff Schott is a pastoral counselor and coach. He is not a licensed healthcare professional. What you've heard is not a substitute for seeking professional medical or psychological support.